0: Content warning. This episode contains suffocation, animal death, and gore. There's an oppressive weightlessness that engulfs your body when you hang in the empty and infinite vastness of space. You suddenly feel very unrestricted by gravity, by air resistance, and for a split of a split second, you feel this intense sense of freedom. And then when you try and breathe in and your lungs start to collapse, in another split second, you take stock of your situation and panic sets in. This not being a new experience of exposure to space, the panic is dampened slightly, but the immediacy that my actions have to carry is still in the forefront of my mind. I watch the corridor I was just standing in get further and further away from me. I start to feel an intense burning in my fingers. The cold is starting to destroy the cells in my hands, and I clench my teeth to deal with the pain about 15 seconds before I lose consciousness and float off, lost forever. 15. I fumble through the pockets in my bandolier. 14. I pause and take a look back at the corridor, the panels have closed and behind the thick glass I could just about make out something moving, staring back at me. 13. I turn back to my bandolier and pull out a small length of golden yarn with a black needle tied to the end. It gleams faintly in the darkness of space and flows gently as if underwater. 13. I bite down hard on the threads and it begins to shine brightly, almost blindingly so. Slowly it begins to extend, curling and tangling in the vacuum. It surrounds and illuminates me in the unforgiving nothingness. 12. I reach out and grab the needle and hold it between my index finger and thumb. 11. At the top of the station there's an emergency exterior airlock. 10. I draw back my hand and throw the needle like a dart, aiming squarely at the airlock and lands right on the door, piercing the metal. 8. The throw sends me in the opposite direction, so I begin to reel myself in. 7. I start tugging hard on the yarn to propel myself forward. 6. I'm about halfway, and my head is throbbing with an intense pain. 5. With a final yank, I float to the airlock and pull the emergency release. 4. The door finally opens and I drag myself in. 3. It closes behind me. The room pressurises and floods with oxygen, and I pull great heaps of air into my lungs, like a glutton at a banquet. I breathe in so much it hurts, and for a few seconds, I'm on my hands and knees, just breathing. Through a small viewport in the window, I watch the golden yarn start to shudder against the confines of itself. And then it dissipates, lost forever. I open the door and find myself on the top floor of the station. A very much operational notice board tells me as such. All there is on this level is a single glass door with a plaque labelled Overseer's Office Server Room. I try to open it. It's locked. I look around the space and see a row of chairs arranged in what seems to be a makeshift waiting room. The chair smashes the glass with relative ease and I step through. The room is full of rows and rows of servers, all lined up in the darkness like glowing tombstones, filling the kilometre-wide room, stretching high up to the ceiling. The room is cold and I can hear a soft hum of air conditioning. At the centre of the room, I see a terminal sat on a small desk. As I march down the narrow aisle of humming machines, I can't get rid of the feeling that something is watching me. I can feel its cold gaze on my back, and I stop suddenly and look behind me. Nothing. At the desk, I sit myself down in a chair. The terminal is as old as can be expected in the ship built this long ago, but I turn it on and begin working on getting it open. Within a few minutes, I have it working, and I go straight for the mainframe interface. Query. System. Down. Appropriated Resources. System alert. The results fill my screen. At 3.16am set time, the whole station paused and then shut down. After the automatic restart, it would seem something had worked its way into the system. I'm sat in a kilometre long room filled with servers, staring at it. This thing. And it makes no sense. It should not work within the mainframe of the avian arc, and yet somehow it had inserted itself it caused incredibly drastic effects. I see the same kind of insertion in several other parts of the code, and slowly it begins to dawn on me. I line up each separate insertion, and I finally see it. The same symbol drawn all over the Golan. The same symbol from Eden all those years ago. A vertical line with three curved lines cutting across it, drawn in foreign code. Whatever emerged from the Tiresias had been here, and its mere presence had caused this. Perhaps by some conscious effort, or maybe simply by way of emanating its will. That pit in my stomach feels like a weight now. The fear travels in my chest and down into my abdomen, and for a short moment I pause, my hands just hovering above the keyboard. Fuck. The best course of action now is to shut it all down and hail the council. I type in a command to shut down the mainframe and press enter. I speak into my visualink. This is Adam Delta 5. I've remedied the situation. Please send someone to come get me this time. I'll explain when you get here, I... I just want to get the fuck out of here. I lean forward, elbows on knees clenching tight fistfuls of my hair, staring at the ground. Fuck. A noise comes from the entrance to the room. I look up. I can just make out a dark silhouette of something blocking out the light coming from the waiting room. For a moment we just watch each other, and I feel its cold gaze. And then it begins to run. I leap over the desk and enter the forest of servers, hoping to make a beeline for the exit. I forget all the anxiety about whatever it is that could bend a computer to its will just from being close, and I forget all my regret and my shame, and I just start running. Left. Right. Right. Left. I try to make my movements as erratic as possible, hoping to evade my pursuer. I make a sharp left, pushing against one of the monoliths, cross over the path, and go into the other bank of machines. One question goes through my mind, inescapable amongst the rows and rows of inoperative machines. If this thing is what I think it is, how is it still active? I see a glint of white metal and I stop, back flat against the server. It has to be one of the security drones. It makes a soft gurgling sound and I hold myself in complete stillness. The drone leans forward and then sprints off, deeper into the maze. Once it's out of earshot, I start to run and leap out of the door. Down the stairs, three to four steps at a time, ignoring the sting in my feet as I land. I reach the entrance to the top ring and pause, once more taking in deep breath. I really need a gun. Still heaving, and with my hands on my knees, I look down the corridor. What's down there? Some kind of instinct tells me that the answers I'm looking for are in the top ring. I draw myself up, and once more, start running please don't eject me please don't eject me please don't eject me the doors ahead of me begin to close and i jump to avoid tripping and banging my head the doors to the entrance just in front of me suddenly open something's wrong i burst through and stop myself just in time what must have been the first floor is now just a ledge above what is the partially hollowed out remnants of the first ring each wall and floor of every room meticulously taken apart and the sides of the space are what remains of the rest of the ring what horrifies me most in all this are the swarms of drones in the space. Some, like the round drone, are together in massive hordes, smothering some great mass that writhes and twitches. At the center of the chaos, there's some kind of horrific assembly line the carcasses of birds torn apart for parts, drones with muscle and sinew fused to their circuitry components in some horrific process. Those with reappropriated organs and parts move on, presumably to devour more parts of the station. Some abomination flies through the air, sailing like kites on stolen wings. I take a step back. Something makes a noise behind me, and before I'm able to turn around, I feel a searing pain in my torso. I look down and see a long appendage protruding outwards from my chest, composed of metal fused to bone, wrapped in muscle and flesh, stray feathers soaked in the blood of us both. It leans in, gurgles. the council medic above me, the all too familiar sting of nanobots deep in my chest. I look up at them. Why do you all wear visors? Impartiality. You shouldn't have survived this. Well, I am immortal. You don't deserve it, he says, and then walks off. Later that day I read the mission debrief. The avian Ark was lost, after a team of Thanes dragged me out. The council obliterated it to prevent the spread of the insertion, and to destroy the abominations. In their eyes, losing the last samples of the griffin vulture, the western jackdaw, the Congo peafowl and many others was worth the safety of the galaxy at large. I place the tablet on the bedside table and rest my head on the pillow, my horns knocking against the plastic headboard. I clench my eyes and run my hands through my hair, grabbing tight fistfuls of it. Fuck. Medic, played by Eric Smith. Adam Delta 5, writing and sound design, all by Kai Gwilym Pritchard. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Chain of Being. Email us at chainofbeingofficial at gmail.com for inquiries and stuff. Cover art by Kai Gwilym Pritchard. Thanks for listening.